Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective, featuring the friars from St. Patrick Church in Columbus. And now, Dominican Dimensions. Welcome to the Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I'm joined by Brother Paul Marich. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Today we're going to be speaking about the local church. By the local church, we don't necessarily mean your physical church building where you go to on Sunday. Um, We're speaking about something else. So so what can we say, Brother Paul, about the local or diocesan church? Like, what is it and what isn't it? Right. Well, that's very right, Father Stephen, because when we talk about the church or, you know, talking about the different concepts of the church that many Catholics have in mind— we start with the universal church. We know of the universal church. We are under the guidance of the Holy Father, the Pope. And our experience of the church, though, from Sunday to Sunday, day to day, we'll find in our local parish. Mm-hmm. That when we talk about the church, many times this is how Catholics you know, have the concept in their mind of the church. But one thing that is often forgotten or not really paid a lot of attention is paid to is the diocesan church, the local church. Mm. Now, local could mean, you know, it, it could vary depending where you're at. You know, local could be, you know, a city. It could be sort of the region around the city, or it may be something uh, quite expansive. Like here in the Diocese of Columbus, we have the city of Columbus, the general Columbus area, but our local church, our diocese, actually stretches many parts of central Ohio. So, right. Whereas you may have some dioceses, uh, uh, for example, like Brooklyn, where our own Bishop Brennan is headed is only two county uh, is two counties right right, <laughs> right, right. there in uh, in New York City, but it's still a local church. Mm-hmm. So it, when we talk about the local church, we're referring to the diocese, the local mm-hmm. diocese, and this can the the, the the scope of locality, you know, the territory that it is covering could vary from place to place, but also, you know, you have a population there that is part of this local church, and uh, you know, this is this is really though. Something that we should think about, uh, where we, you know, may, maybe we don't experience it as intimately like we do in a parish, but we'll to always remember that we are part of of a local diocese, of a local church, mm-hmm. and that in the documents of the Second Vatican Council, especially the Constitution on the Church Lumen Gentium, it had quite a bit to say mm. about the local church, even using the term particular church mm. uh, to refer to the local church to show that. You have the particular church or the local church, the diocesan church, and you also have the universal church. Mm-hmm. And because right. a lot of because many people, I'm guessing, you know, when they mm-hmm. when they think about church, they think <clears throat> first about their own parish mm-hmm. where they go to church, but then they might think about the church as the Catholic church, right. you know, the universal church, right. you know. Like you're more likely to see the Pope in the news than you are to see mm-hmm. another parish in your diocese or even the local bishop. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs> right. if it's in the paper, it's probably bad news. Right. You know, 
and the, and when we talk about you know the local church, what it is, what it is not, I mean that's be, it's there has been a lot, an over the years a number of misunderstandings about the local church. So, for example, one thing. Uh, you know what what the local church is not well we shouldn't think of the local church as simply or the diocesan church as like a uh, you could think like a re, like a regional corporate you know uh, of a regional office of a of a multinational corporation right you know that right. uh, you know and that the bishop is simply a uh, you know a regional manager or something mm-hmm. that's not what the local church uh, is at all the local church is a church mm-hmm. the fullness of the catholic church is found right here in the diocese of columbus or mm-hmm. in the diocese of brooklyn or Archdiocese of Cincinnati, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, mm-hmm. in its fullness, is in the local church. At the same time, you know, we we shouldn't think of it as like a building block of uh, of the universal church. It's not as if local dioceses are like a like a federal government, like like our state, right. like our like our country, where you have the individual states that go to make up the United States. That's not mm-hmm. that's not what. Uh, what the, what it means when we talk about the local church? They're not building blocks or like entities that uh, all go to make you know. You put them all together, there you get the universal church. I mean, if you had, you know, when you uh, one thing to really think about is on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was sent upon Our Lady and the apostles, you had the fullness of the church right there. You had the universal church. Mm. However, it was only in one place at that time, right, right. there in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And it was also a local church. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, there is a, you know, we, we don't want to see them as, a, you know, as, as opposing, com, you know, uh, opposing concepts right. in, in our understanding of the church. It's, it's not as if, like, well, I'm all for, for the local church and, uh, and you know, that I'm not going to be told what the universal church, you know, universal church isn't going to tell me what to do. Or it's not as if, you know, the universal church is going to tell, you know, Somehow, like this, uh, you know, overbearing, you know, uh, head of, you know, this overbearing, you know, boss over the local church. You right. know, I think if we if we look at it in that sense of conflict, we're taking the wrong approach. Rather, we want to see uh, really the understanding of the church as a mystery. Mm-hmm. That there is the mystery of the church. It is universal. It extends from age to age over every time and place since it was established by Christ. But in each time and place, we also see that the fullness of the church is there mm. in the local church, in the diocesan church. Right. And, uh, you know, in, 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 in the local church, you actually, there's a sense in which you can actually, not just, you know, you know that you can experience the fullness of, of the church, but you can actually go and visit it. You know, right. like, like uh, you know, I was recently able to go on a pilgrimage to, to Italy, right. you know, and for the canonization celebration of St. Margaret of Castello. But, and there I actually got to go to um, the, the Church of St. John Lateran, you know, the mm-hmm. Cathedral of Rome, right. and really the Mother Church of Christendom. Yes, you yes. Know? So there's, there's an amazing sense in which you feel connected to the universal church. Right. But in a sense, that's still really mm-hmm. part of a local church, right. the Church of Rome. Right. You know, and the Bishop of Rome, the Pope, really also has his own local church. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Pope is a diocesan bishop, Right. And the universal pastor of the of the entire church, and when we talk about the the local church, when we say that the fullness of the church is there, what does that mean? Well, we could think about it in terms of what is the mission, the call of the church. So one thing is the the call to sanctify that mm-hmm. you know that the sacramental life of the church is 
is present in every local church, most notably the celebration of the Eucharist. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine if imagine if the church were structured in a way where, well, this diocese has you know the Eucharist, and this diocese has confession, and if you want to get <laughs> confirmed, you got to go to that diocese. You know that. I mean, we would be lo- we would be lost spiritually, right. first of all. But it would be you know it'd be just such a struggle that like, well, why do they have that and we don't have it? You know, but we got this and they don't have. It. You know, mm-hmm. the the f- the fullness of the church's sacramental life is going to be found in each local church in each diocesan church. Mm-hmm. We'll experience it uh, in our local parishes, mm-hmm. but there is a especially historically going back. Like one example uh, is baptism, or you mentioned going to Italy. Uh, like one notable example is in the city of Florence. You know, they have the great baptistry outside of their cathedral there. And historically, all the babies in the, in the Church of Florence would be baptized really? right there. At the, wow. at, so there was a sign, you know, there was a sense of, uh, you, know, this, you know, the sacramental life of the local church, you mm. know, starting there at baptism and this baptistry mm-hmm. really for the whole city. We experience baptism now. You know, typically in our in our parishes, you know, it's right. not it's not like one baptistry for the whole city. But that's an important thing, you know, to remember. You know, when we say the fullness of the church on the local level, the fullness of the sacramental life, also the the fullness of the church, the church's doctrine, the church's teaching. Mm-hmm. That when we experience the church on a local level, we experience the fullness of our Catholic faith. So mm-hmm. the same thing, like. It's not as if, well, this church over here, we're going to teach, uh, you know, this part of the of the creed, but right. this church, they're going to have that part of the creed. That would not, if that were the case, that would not be fullness. Right. But on at each in, in each individual local church, it it is meant to teach the fullness of the Catholic faith revealed to us by Christ. Mm-hmm. What's and then um, and then also the governance of the church that we have the governance of. A bishop with the priests mm-hmm. who are his co-workers, mm-hmm. you know, this local clergy. We talk about the the local clergy. What does that refer to? It refers to the bishop and his priests. So, mm-hmm. again, this, you know, I've used this example of like, well, you know, it's not as if like, well, this, this church is going to be structured this way and then this church will be structured this way. No, there's mm-hmm. that, that governance of the church that, that the people of God in a local area have the fullness of the church and they have that that governance of the church under the, uh, being shepherded by a local bishop with his priests. Right. And I use sometimes to explain it sort of like, you know, in, if you have a regular parish, each parish has its own pastor. Right. You know, and the pastor is the one who's responsible ultimately mm-hmm. for all of the, you know, the administration of the sacraments and, and the mm-hmm. life of that parish. Mm-hmm. You know, and he may, he may be assisted by parochial vicars, other right. priests that help him, or right. deacons, or, or other other people who, who minister in the church, but um, but the pastor is the one who's responsible for for making sure that the life of the of the church, the life of the sacraments, is extended to everyone in the mm-hmm. parish. You know, That's even right. if he's not doing it personally. So there's kind of a you know, you, if you take that up one level to the local church, mm-hmm. the bishop is the pastor of the whole That's diocese. Right. That's right. Yes, and and that each parish, you know, that it's the parish is a part of the diocese, the, the diocese being the bishop's church, mm-hmm. the priest, his pastors, as you say, being, being co-workers with the bishop. And, and, you know, what we say about the local church, the diocesan church, we find this fullness of the church, especially the sacramental life and the teaching, how it's experienced in day-to-day, Sunday-to-Sunday, 
that's going to be in the parishes. You know, mm-hmm. That babies are baptized at the parish church, or you go to confession mm-hmm. to your parish priest, or you you are you taught the faith you know, in the midst of a parish catechetical program. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I'm joined in the studio by Brother Paul Merich, and we've been discussing the local church, what it is and what it is not. And we've been speaking about how the, uh, the local church has the fullness of, of, our, of, our, of our Catholic life in it, yeah, that the bishop is, is the pastor of this church, and that even though we experience um, most of our sacraments and most of our experience of the Catholic Church in our local parish, there are times in which we experience it in the local church. Mm-hmm. That's right. For example, I know that um, I, when I've worked with RCIA candidates, mm-hmm. they have <clears throat> what's called the right of election. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's normally done with um, all the different uh, catechumens in the whole diocese. <clears throat> and, for, and for a lot of these a lot of these catechumens who are just coming into the church, um, you know, it's it's for its first. It's a little bit of an adjustment for them to start coming to a Catholic parish. Mm-hmm. There's things that are different because they're they're not Catholic. They're converting to the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. but a lot of them just have a kind of really sense of awe right. when they go to the cathedral right. or to the large church wherever the diocese is holding the rite of election because they realize, wow, I'm part of something bigger. That's right. And I think when you, bringing up the rite of election. In a way, the two-part aspect of it, where you know, usually in the first Sunday of Lent, where you have the f- in the morning at the parish, or at least in you know a number right. of places, but at the parish where you'll have the the parochial uh, co- recognition of these who have been, you know, they're being chosen. They're in the midst of this process of being chosen for admittance into the into the Catholic faith. Uh, but there's the parish aspect, and then they all assemble with you know after that. With the bishop at the cathedral, and so that's mm-hmm. where, you know, the, just that experience of something that begins in the parish, and then it it goes to this wider scale, seeing this whole local church all gathered mm-hmm. together. Yeah, other other times you might see that. Well, priests see that, especially at the chrism mass. Right. Usually, right. all the priests get together. That can be a very powerful sign of brotherhood and unity mm-hmm. among the priests. Right. You know, to be together with the bishop, celebrating, um, you know, the mass, commemorating the very you know, anniversary of the Last right, Supper, right. you know, together. And a third time, which which maybe it's perhaps the most likely that, you know, most Catholics would be able to experience a local church is at a priesthood ordination. Yes. Have you ever had someone that you know mm-hmm. who's ordained to the priesthood or someone in your parish? That's a very powerful experience of the local church mm-hmm. as well because that's something that, that doesn't happen in a parish. Right. right. And even like talking about the local clergy, you know, when, you know, if you talk to a priest, you know, what, you know, their discernment of their vocation, what led them, you know, to perhaps a religious order or to the local diocese. Well, for many priests, it's that desire to serve their home, that, mm-hmm. that local, that's the, that is the church of Jesus Christ that he established here in, in this city or this right. this region. And, and that's that great desire to want to serve the church where I'm from here at home. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- you know, I think that's something, a hallmark really for in the call of many diocesan priests, you know why that why they see the Lord leading them to the vocation of diocesan priesthood is that mm-hmm. that sense of serving the local church, right? And for diocesan priests, probably for the rest of their lives, right. that's exactly where they're going to be serving. They may right. not be serving in the same parish mm-hmm. for the rest of their priestly ministry, but 
they'll be moving to different parishes as, as their assignments That's change. Great. But they will, with some exceptions, like if they're called to, you know, to Rome or some mm-hmm. other other special assignment, they will be teaching in that local church. That's right. So many priests have a sense, especially diocesan priests, have a sense of the local church. That's right. You know that many parishioners don't because they've been to different parishes. They've mm-hmm. seen. Sometimes what they have in common, I think, unfortunately, as people, we can get into the silo effect. You know, we just think about what we're used to. Sure. And we just, you know, we don't think much about the other parishes, you know, and then the diocese. But, mm-hmm. it, but I think it's, it's, very, it's very important to, mm-hmm. um, to, to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say, like, you know, when, when we're talking about um, that communion between the universal church and the local church, you know, it, like, what, what is that? How is that significant? We know, of course, that the uh, that the faith itself, the content mm-hmm. of the faith, mm-hmm. you know, is determined by the magisterium, you know, the pope, right. and according, you know, united with the bishops. Um, but is there any is there any other other way in which there's a a connection between the local church and the and the universal church? Mm-hmm. So the uh, you know what we've talked about of you know understanding what the local you know what the local church is not you know not being mm-hmm. this. Like the, like a federal government, you know, where everybody are a confederation, uh, but you know, because that that's looking at the church more in terms of secular political terms, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's coming to the church understood as a mystery, and this mm-hmm. mystery established by the church is established by Christ, you know, Christ who came to make us all one, mm-hmm. and so that's why the importance of communion in the church, you know, is so important because we are bonded by. A common faith in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. we are we are united in this common teaching that He has given to us, and so that mm-hmm. could be, a, you know, that could be uh, a, a risk, you know, when we think about the local church, you know, that uh, well, I want to do it my way, you know, or it's like, well, mm-hmm. well, we're over here, this is how we do it over here. Now, maybe that there are certain areas where that could happen, you know, where maybe in uh, the ways that you know catechetical methods are used. Or you know, in certain cultural expressions, and you know, we've seen this in, in the history of the church, where you know, legitimate enculturation, where different you know aspects of of culture have somehow influenced the church, and you know, that's where we look at you know locality as being something very incarnational. Mm-hmm. That you know, Jesus Christ came in, was born in a certain time in a certain place, mm-hmm. and as the church has spread, you know. Jesus Christ, you know, even though he he gives us the true faith, but it could be expressed or there could be certain aspects of the faith that could be expressed in different cultures, mm-hmm. different times and places that the one church of Christ can adapt. You know, it's not right. it's not uh, like in, in the, the people of Israel would have to go to worship at the temple, you know, right. and offer sacrifice in one place, you know, or go there mm-hmm. three times a year for for pilgrimage. You know, while we have many pilgrimage places, you know, where we could go to Rome, you know, as the as the center of the church, of the universal church, you know, you still can go to mass at your local parish right. and experience the fullness of the church. So, you know, there are those aspects where, you know, there are local customs, you know, that are legitimate uh, and that are are more expressions of the faith. But when it comes to the essentials, what we believe, you know, mm-hmm. who we, what what do we profess? As Catholic Christians, you know, this is where there's that need for unity, for that communion, mm-hmm. and the communion that that, bind, that binds us together, uh, ultimately in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the Christ is the source of our communion. How is that expressed? Well, 
within the church, you have the governance of the church. You have a local bishop who is not, uh, you know, we shouldn't think of the bishop as a, uh, as a, again, like the regional manager. You right. know? In fact, Lumen, the document Lumen Gentium, the Constitution on the Church, it says that the bishop is a vicar of Christ in his own diocese. Mm. He's not a vicar oh. of the Pope. He's the vicar right. of Christ in his diocese. Right. But that's not, that's not something done in competition. It's something right. done in communion mm-hmm. with the vicar of Christ on earth, who is, of course, the Holy Father. So that, that understanding of communion, that bishops are meant to be in communion with the Supreme Pontiff, with the Pope, mm-hmm. the Bishop of Rome. And, and, and there is that, that, that working together of teaching because there is a common, the common faith, the faith that's been revealed to us by Christ mm-hmm. that is meant to be taught by all the bishops in, in union with the popes. This is why so many of you know, documents that we've received from the church, when it talks about the pope and the bishops in union with him, that's always right. the, the key point, is that communion of the pope and bishops, that, that bishops are the true legitimate pastors of, of their local church, of their diocese. Mm-hmm. But this should never be seen in competition right. you know, or somehow stepping, uh, you know, that it, it you know that if all the bishops well you know that that the bishops can somehow like override you know collectively a decision of the pope you know right that, right uh, there there's that communion i think you know that's a key thing when we understand communion it's that that desire for unity and and moving away from any idea of competition right right because i know sometimes people worry about it. they say well you know these bishops over here think that mm-hmm. you know um you know, we can kind of overlook certain right. teachings about marriage or, mm-hmm. you know, or th- that, that kind of thing. Right. No, you can't. Right. You know, that's and not the kind of thing that is the province of, of the local right. church to decide. But there are, like, what would you say are some examples of, like, legitimate customs that might differ from one local church to another? There could be some that are liturgical matters, and, you know, the, the bishop has certain jurisdiction, you know, depending what that could be. I think a lot of it also with... Uh, Maybe you could say more catechetical methods, you know, because the mm-hmm. bishop is a teacher. He's ultimately responsible for teaching the faith in his diocese. But, you know, perhaps if you have a mission diocese where concepts about Christianity are still very new, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, as much as for us as Dominicans, we might want to get it, come in there teaching, you know, the fullness, you know, of, a, of Thomistic mm-hmm. theology. They may not be ready for that yet. And a bishop has to to look at his diocese and see, like, well, how, what is the best way for teaching the faith. It's mm. not watering down the right. faith, not at all, but but the method or the mm. approach of teach yeah. of teaching the faith. You know, and then I think also taking account of, you know, where his you know what are the circumstances of his church? Is it a is it like a mission you know, a mission area? Is it a diocese that suffers from a lot of poverty, you know, and that mm-hmm. you know perhaps the, the local issues pastoral issues that the bishop will have to deal with are going to vary. Mm-hmm. But what remains constant in all of that is the teaching of the faith revealed to us by Christ. Yeah. I mean, I think in terms of the liturgical differences, I know that, um, like I know in some, uh, you know, in, in some, in some Latin, Latin American mm-hmm. um, cultures, like for a wedding rite, you would have the, uh, the, the, the lasso, right, and which the, is, and it's a little cord. In fact, it's in the, it's in the marriage rite right. book, in you the know, new, but it's an option. Right. You yeah. know that you can do that. Originally, that wasn't in the marriage right book. Mm-hmm. Now it is because so many, 
especially in the United States. Right. You know, that's their custom that they would have like this, mm-hmm. it's like a figure eight chord that they place mm-hmm. over the bride and groom at one point mm-hmm. during the ceremony, which is a symbol of, of their being joined together, right. you know, by a bond, a covenantal right. bond. You know, that it's not something that's, that you would find in, in other cultures, but, mm-hmm. but it's something that it's an example of something that doesn't go and go against the church or right. the, the church teaching. Mm-hmm. And so it's over time, it's been legitimately accepted and, and yeah. adapted to the you know to the to that right of marriage right and that's so, why in an, having a local bishop who could you know has a good keen sense of the local the, the local needs of his mm-hmm. of his own diocese and he has the ability to make make certain judgments and yeah to, another example I can think of I know when you know we know our lady has appeared in some mm-hmm. approved Marian apparitions right. you know through through the centuries you know our lady of Guadalupe mm-hmm. when she appeared to you know, to Juan Diego, right. she appeared in in the in the dress of of, of a woman of that time and place, yes, yeah. you know, of one of the local native peoples, you know, and she even looked in, in the image mm-hmm. on the tilma, you know, she looks just like yeah. she wouldn't be out of place as, right. as a pregnant woman, you know, uh, with child there. Whereas you look at Our Lady of Lords, you know, she would looked a little different, mm-hmm. you know. So so there's just different, you know. And even Our Lady herself knows that. Yes. That every church is established in a place, and mm-hmm. that place affects, like you were saying, right. the way the gospel is taught. Right. It, it's really the fruit of evangelization that, mm-hmm. that the church has now spread throughout the world and brings the faith of Christ, but then it also has that influence of, you know, of the different places where, where it is established and how does that get properly integrated mm-hmm. into the life of the church. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, just to summarize a little bit, what we've been talking about today. You know, we know that the local church or the diocesan church is—it's not just a kind of middle management, you know, bureaucracy. You know, it's really it has the fullness of everything that the church has at the local level. Mm-hmm. You know, it might say it's the smallest possible level where you have all of the different parts of the church. You have a bishop, you have the ordination of priests, mm-hmm. you know, you have. The welcoming of catechumens, the confirmation of, of people in, by, by the bishop, all those elements you have in the local church, and that's in a sense the smallest unit you right. know that you have that you have that in, in the universal church, but but the local church is, is usually a place for most people where they can actually go to their cathedral, they can go to a rite of election for RCA, they can go to a priesthood ordination, mm-hmm. you know um, the priest can go to the chrism mass, so so so. So we've been speaking about how that is. It's a church that is in communion, especially in the content of the faith and the teaching with the universal church. And yet it's, it's the place where um, evangelization takes place that, that, that suits the people of that, of, that, of that time, of that place, and of that culture. Thank you for listening and joining us today for the Dominican Dimensions. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I've been joined in the studio by Brother Paul Marich. Let's end with a prayer invoking the intercession of our holy founder, St. Dominic. O light of the church, teacher of truth, rose of patience, ivory of chastity, freely you have poured forth the waters of wisdom. Preacher of grace, unite us with the blessed. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.